Hey everyone, welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast, where the best conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you all for being patient. I feel like we're all in this weird flux of uncertainty given the global pandemic and everything going on in the world right now that last week we missed an episode, but I'm excited to get back on track. And in today's episode, we're chatting with Perla Marie, the amazing chef behind the wellness brand Elevation Eating. In this episode, we chat about how important it is to support our local economy, especially our local farmers. We also talk about how to nourish ourselves with conscious consumption with both food and our mindset. And yes, this means the media we consume as well. The power of being self-sustaining and self-reliant by growing our own food. There is so, so much power in that. And a few easy ways to boost our immunity at home. So grab your coffee or your favorite way to keep yourself fueled for the day. And let's get this conversation started. Hi, Perla. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's extra special to be here today. I'm so grateful for you and just to be able to share space. I feel like we've had this on our radar for such a long time that it feels like divine timing or Mm -hmm. just like more aligned for it to happen right now. Yeah, definitely. So thank you. Of course. Yay. So Perla, before we kind of dive in into like – the fun stuff. Not saying that this isn't fun, but um, I'd love to <laughs> hear about your story because you are the founder of Elevation Eating and just amazing, amazing nourishment for people. And it's all plant-based and it's beautiful. And honestly, you're like my first introduction to plant-based eating. So Ooh. I'd love to just hear more of your story, how you got into that and what Elevation Eating is. I would love that. I'd love to pave the way to inspire more plant-based eating. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Perla. I'm a plant-based chef. Um, the core of what I do really comes down to the belief in my food philosophy that the energy of the food you eat translates into the energy of your life. And that's important. And that statement, I mean, it goes really deep. Basically what I do I create beautiful, nourishing, nutrient-dense grazing tables and boards. And if you're not familiar with what a grazing table looks like, it's basically an edible masterpiece um, highlighting nature's bounty. Um, I love to introduce people to a variety of different plant-based foods. I think it's great for people to be able to have options when they are presented with maybe a new way of eating. So to have varieties of textures, crunch from crackers and spiced nuts and um, tangy flavors, salty flavors from dips like hummus and different cheese dips. Everything I do is vegetarian or vegan. I personally am a vegetarian, but honestly, when I'm trying to heal or cleanse, I definitely drop the cheese and the eggs and go to like a vegan way of eating. But um, everything I do is just focus on plants, like trying to highlight the benefits and the beauty that um, plants hold and that nature provides. So basically, um, I specialize in artfully crafted grazing tables. It's a really great communal way of eating and coming together and experiencing 
creating new experiences, a variety of, like I said, the textures and the flavors and the colors, because it has to be beautiful. Um, and it's not hard to make nature look beautiful, but beauty activates the senses. So it's mm. a whole experience to be able to nourish yourself like on a physical level, but to also be able to feast with something to allow your eyes to feast on something first before it even touches your lips. Like it's a total, it's like a full body experience. Um, and I'm not the only one who can do that. You know, you can do that for yourself on like a plate, get a couple of, um, you know, slice a few oranges, get your favorite nuts, maybe a couple pieces of chocolate um, or dip some strawberries and some melted chocolate, have some chocolate strawberries for yourself. I mean, you could be, it could be as intricate or as simple as you want it to be, but you can do it for yourself too. I just happen to do it on like massive scales. (laughs) I, I mean, I can feed, I love to feed, you know, 100, 200 people, but I also love those intimate gatherings where I could do maybe like even sometimes I'll do pop-up dinners and try to help people be more mindful about their eating and connect people with their food because we can be so disconnected from where our food actually comes from. So yeah, long-winded answer to I guess like what, <laughs> what, I, what I do and uh, a little bit of what I'm about because like I said, my food philosophy, the energy of the food you eat translates into the energy of your life. That's a that's a big statement. Like, if you really want to unwrap that, there's a lot of layers to what that actually means for me. Um, when you think about the food that you're eating, this is why I am reminded that we're so disconnected from that we don't think about this. That the food that's on your plate, you know, where did it come from? Did it travel? Did that tomato in your tomato sauce? Did it travel thousands of miles on a truck into a grocery store? Um, you know, picked before it was really ripe. Um, the, the carbon footprint that that has with the thousands of miles between like where it has actually grown and when you're actually where you're buying it in the grocery store. Or did you go to your local farmer's market and you were, the, the tomato was so beautiful, you were pulled to it and drawn to it and you grab it and you, um, you know, you make your sauce with that. The level, the quality of the energy in those two different tomatoes are vastly different being conscious of the energy of your food. I mean, we could talk about, I'm a plant-based advocate for sure, but I'm not opposed to everyone's different. We're also bio-individual. We need different things like for people to eat meat. Okay. But can you be more conscious of where that's actually coming from? Mm -hmm. And our meat industries today, it's appalling the suffering and the disgusting living situations of these animals and what they go through and to eat meat that comes from a factory farm can you imagine like the level of energetic suffering i mean even if you just talk about from a hormonal like science approach of the cortisol stress hormone that's emitted from these animals and the suffering and not to mention the chemicals and the bleaches and the the gmo food that they eat and then we eat that, like can people mm-hmm. make the connection that that's not, that energy from that food is not going to elevate you. Mm-hmm. It's going to compromise you. And, and that's just, you know, my opinion, but um, being conscious of the energy of your food, if it's a plant, if it's produce, being conscious of, like I said, where it comes from, if it's an animal, being conscious of how it was treated, um, yeah, being more just conscious of the quality of ingredients that are in your life. It's so important. 
So, yeah, that's elevation eating right there. That's <laughs> being, being mindful, being conscious of like sourcing things locally, um, eating nutrient-dense foods to be able to nourish yourself. And by you consuming, being conscious of your consumption, that goes beyond just like the food you eat. Like even right now, we're mm. in an in-shelter, you know, deemed pandemic right now. What are you consuming beyond just the food you eat? We'll talk about, I'd love to talk about immune boosters yes. in a little bit later to try and um, give people some like plant-based tools to like up their immunity and feel stronger and more resilient to what's going on in their health. But what are you consuming as far as information? Like what mm -hmm. media are you allowing yourself to be enveloped by or how much of it? Um, being conscious of the way that it's impacting your energy and how you feel if it's filling you up with fear or is it, there are alternative pieces of um, information out there that we can find online that are more uplifting and more hopeful. And I've been trying to immerse myself more in that of the possibility in this pandemic versus the fear. Cause we're all going to go through these emotions right now, the full spectrum of human emotions the fear is there, mm -hmm. but there's potential in it and this experience. And what are we going to lean into? Um, but yeah, again, just being conscious of what you consume. And that's more than just the food you eat. It's also what you consume in media. It's what you buy as consumers. It's what um, you allow yourself to like take in. And that's, like I said, not just food. Yeah. Yeah. I love everything you said, Yay. especially because like off air, we were talking about um, conscious consumption in terms of media. I feel like, you know, after just every headline you see is breaking news to the point where it's just like normalized right now. You're, you just expect to see bad news. And um, in a, in the, on the topic of good news and like just hopeful media and more intentional, like what you're consuming, um, I just watched um, some good news with mm -hmm. um, John Krasinski, mm -hmm. and he just like <laughs> he does he does he does this like fake um, news channel mm -hmm. on YouTube, and he just like gathered some like crowdsourced like information of like you know what there is bad news out there, so here's some good news, mm -hmm. and like it's just like this makeshift thing, and he had like a little mini reunion with um, Steve Carell from The Office, oh my and God, it was just like it. this cute little like <laughs> thing, and it, it felt so good to see that you yeah. know that there are um, a lot of things in the media that are good but aren't being really talked about mm -hmm. and even just happening in our personal lives. I think there are so many like ways that we can feel very drained and just sad and upset, obviously with like this collective um, feeling that like, yes, we are all going through a global pandemic and it is a really shitty situation, but you know, to some scale, like there are some things that are happening in our day-to-day -day lives, whether that is more time for ourselves right now to reflect, whether that's just like trying new recipes and mm -hmm. just like, you know, pulling things from your garden and making something with it. There's still so much beauty in the world that we have yet to like really recognize. Definitely. Due to this. I think through, um, even on like, if you think of it, we're all experiencing this in waves differently on a personal level and a planetary level. So if we're to think of like 
trauma on a personal level, like someone who's experienced, like just, I mean, who hasn't experienced hard times or some level of suffering. And, but it's interesting that through, for whatever reason, I don't know why it takes humans to get to this point of pain and suffering, whether that's with your health or what's going on now on a global scale, it takes like these slaps in the face (laughs) to like wake us up Mm -hmm. and to really make some like real valuable shifts, paradigm shifts. Um, And I really am hopeful that through this level of collective like suffering that's happening that will strengthen through this pain that everyone is experiencing and coping with differently and come out the other side because there are a lot of cracks in our system and a lot of, and this is bringing these things to light. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, can be looked at, I'm even hesitate to say it, but like as an opportunity for growth and evolution, like as a, as a, as a collective, um, there is a lot that we can lean into that will help us be better individually and collectively. Um, and one of those things I think for me is like you're taking care of your health and well-being first and not being consumed by fear. I think one of my biggest personal insights from this experience is we got to feel what we got to feel, you know, like we got to feel those feels because Mm -hmm. we can't, um, avoid it. I mean, that's a part of the thing that we're coming into terms with, right. Is our, our perspectives on all this. And yeah, there's a lot of loss happening. I even think that it's like a collective grieving that's happening. A lot of people are having anxiety and fears of the unknown, but you could look at that as like a grieving process. We're grieving the loss of a way of life because when we come out the other side of this, it's not going to be the same. And there's a lot of like negative media on like people not like you were mentioning earlier before we went on air of not wanting to shake hands or hug. But really, I mean, we were talking about, no, the flip side of that is like being able to celebrate together and hug each other in the, the amazing benefits and healing power of physical touch and connectivity. Um, So there's so many good things that can come out of this. And I think one of the core things, like I said, is your health and not being consumed by the fear and leaning into love and self-care and particularly being conscious of taking care of your inner world Mm -hmm. right now so that you're not caught up in the anxiety and the sadness of it all. Um, Because there really is a lot to be gained from this surreal shift of experience in humanity right now. Um, so yeah, I've, 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 it's taken me a couple of weeks to come to this point of being hopeful, you know, mm-hmm. outside the other side of fear and whatnot, but fear is not going to help anybody. It's just going to create more hysteria and that sh- that is contagious, right? Like energy mm-hmm. is contagious. You can either infect someone or you can uh, affect them positively. So it could be go both ways. Yeah. Um, and I choose to be a calm, try to stay calm, be a calm supporter, create that inner peace. Um, I mean, you know, practice that continuing to create inner peace and bring that peace out into the world when I engage with people, whether that's on a Zoom chat with yeah. friends. Um, it's so interesting, isn't it? That like the paradox of we are all connected but through this, we're in self-isolation, right? In this mm-hmm. quarantine. And so we're actually physically kind of disconnected. 
but the ability to reconnect via like virtual, like virtual and online. And it's like, we can unify through this self-isolation, uh, social distancing, uh, keeping separated can actually like unify us. So it's so, yeah, it's so, this is an interesting, unique time. It really is. And I love that you said that because even in this time where like, social distancing is a thing, it's more like physical distancing because yes, we can't technically be around a lot of people right now. We can't see our friends as often, obviously, like as much as we could have, like, you know, me going to coffee shops is like no longer a thing, which like really breaks my heart because I'm like, I miss going to coffee shops and like getting stuff. But now it's like, you have to order to go and just enjoy it at home. And I'm like, okay. But um, there is like some something to say about like there's so much connection still happening just like during our like little happy hour and then I was I was just thinking about your name hopeful pasta oh gosh yeah <laughs> because um I think it was Nick who had prompted us for this like zoom happy hour call that um come up with your like quarantine name with um how you're feeling and the last thing you ate yeah and I love that you're feeling hopeful and I think it does take a lot of time for people to get to this point because I, when this first happened, I was in that like stage of denial and like going through that grief process of like, whoa, like this is really happening. And, you know, it was just like headline after headline. It was just like, you know, different conspiracy theories, different, like just like statistics coming out. And it was, it just looked like, oh man, like this is, we're going to be fine. Cause like us doesn't have that many cases. Then like, here we are. Mm -hmm. It's just like being number one or whatever. And like, just seeing that, like, holy crap. Like you said, there's so many holes in our system right now. But I truly believe that if we all do our part, not just in supporting ourselves, but also those in our community, mm -hmm. that we will come out of this stronger. And it's just like, we will learn a lot from this experience as well that, you know, that what has worked before won't work again in the future. A hundred percent. I love that you brought up our little Zoom happy hour with, a, again, a collective of women that we're inspired by and, you know, we're good friends in the community. And what you said is so important. Like, we, again, highlighting the importance of taking care of our health and our well-being during this time, but then also reaching out uh, virtually <laughs> or, like, you know, energetically to, like, those you love and being support for them. And that includes your family and your friends, but like the people in your community, like small business right now is suffering. And if we can come together, I mean, there's a lot of suffering on different levels, but if we can come together and do small things, they'll make a big impact. Um, I just bought a bunch of uh, artisan candles from Craft and Foster, who's like a local maker. And it just felt really good to just, you know, buy a little candle from my home and you know, support local. And um, I've been definitely... I'm always conscious about uh, supporting local farmers and being creating a closer connection to your food. Because look at the way, you know, when this first kind of started, the fear that was instilled with people and they rushed to the stores and mm. started panic buying. You know, that's a survival mm -hmm. mechanism. That's, you know, fight or flight coming into the experience and showing themselves, showing itself as I need to survive. I need to make sure I have food and a stockpile. Um, but that level, just operating at that fear based level, not the best place to be. We want to be mindful and prepared and conscious, but not take 
more than we need. There's plenty mm. to go around. Um, and if we can um, take that same enthusiasm for stockpiling, why not visit your local farmer and mm. stockpile on some fresh produce? I think one thing that came to me recently that I was like, wow, um, was, yeah, the idea people are stocking up on boxed foods and canned foods, things that are going to last. Um, and yeah, you know, have a couple of staples, but what about I mean, as much as fresh produce as you can get into your diet right now, the better, because linking it back to the energy of the food you eat, translating into the energy of your life, it's like you get a level of life force and vitality from a locally grown carrot or cucumber or whatever. The level of life that that piece of produce is going to give to you is far different than what you get in the grocery store. What we're stockpiling, these canned goods and processed foods, essentially, not the same level of nutrient density you're going to get versus like a home-cooked meal with some fresh um, whatever that you have mm -hmm. in season that you can get from a local farmer. And people um, in the, I know in the San Diego community, like people, we're coming together. Restaurants are partnering with farms to create farm local CSA, like farm boxes you can pick up. There are different organizations that are trying to make high quality food accessible to the public. Cause I know it's one thing, you know, I tell people elevate the quality of ingredients in your life. It's important. And I know right now, I mean, it's just important to have food, mm -hmm. you know, straight, straight in point, just to have it available to you. It might be outside of your grasp to even think of like making sure it's organic and, you know, regeneratively grown and high quality, but just, I ask people to just be more conscious about that quality, how quality food can change your life right now and boost your immune system so that you can fight off this illness, this virus, this, yeah, it's just really important to reach for local produce right now. Be prepared. You know, I have, this is how I prepared. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like stockpiling. I'm not stockpiling. Definitely just taking what I need, but dried beans and mm. lentils and grains like brown rice and jasmine, those kinds of things will last two to three years in your pantry are packed full of vitamins and the level of nutrition and vitamins you're going to get from that versus a can of a can of green beans or a can of garbanzo beans it's just vastly superior so when people are buying groceries buying things at the market like be conscious of trying to get fresher trying to sometimes it's intimidating to people to you know cook from scratch making mm -hmm. a you know a pot of pinto beans or brown rice, but now's the time where you have a little bit more space to do a Google search on how to soak some beans <laughs> and cook them for yourself. It's really not difficult. Um, we have a lot of great information at our fingertips with the times that we live in, and we can really leverage that to benefit ourselves and in, in, in our health. Um, so yeah, I think it's just important to be conscious of making sure you're eating fresh mm -hmm. 
versus packaged foods all the time, really. I mean, the less processed foods in your diet, the better, but especially now. And that action of self-care, of taking care of yourself by giving your body what it needs to boost your immunity and strengthen and that action, your food choices have a ripple effect that go out beyond just your personal health, your family's health. It's the health of our local economies by you being conscious, a conscious consumer and knowing what you're supporting with your dollar by going to, I know our farmer's markets are closed right now, but like I said, there are other there are restaurants who are partnering, partnering with far, farms. Specialty produce is a great place to go to support local farmers. There are ways that we can continue to do that in this time. And once the farmer's markets open up, hit up the farmer's markets, mm-hmm. guys. That's, that's definitely a good way to continue the health of our like, local economy. Um, and even better is to grow your own food. Yeah. I know you mentioned that you want to start an herb, an herb garden of sorts. I do. Yes. I think that'd be so fun. Especially, like you said, we have the time, we have the space. Like, since we are spending so much time at home, you know, instead of like, you know, binge watching on Netflix, which I am totally guilty of. It's fine. We could do that too. That's like whatever stage of grief you're in, girl. Yeah. Like, you know, like a binge watch is fine. Um, yeah, we got to feel what we got to feel. We got to watch what we want to watch to make us feel better. But yeah, definitely we could be mindful of how we use this time to benefit our health on a mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual level. Yeah. Um, you did mention um how we can really support like our immune system right now so i'd love to hear some tips from you and just like some possible recipes just any insights of how we can boost our immune system during this time especially because i just feel like everyone is in that like mode of like holy crap like anything can happen but Mm -hmm. if we can you know do what we can do our part in focusing on our health and wellness and giving ourselves those like ideal nutrients to combat whatever comes our way. Like I think that's so amazing. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of the origins of elevation eating actually came from a place of like boosting immunity and healing because I basically got really inspired with plants because I got really sick and I needed to um, find a way to heal myself other than traditional Western medicine of like antibiotics. you know, I started getting really sick in my early 20s, and my dad, actually, who is a cancer survivor, he was diagnosed with lymphoma before I was even born and was told that he would die without chemotherapy. And he had one session of chemo, and he had such a bad reaction to it that he knew there had to be a better way. So he switched his approach to an Eastern uh, modality of healing, which focused on acupuncture, herbalism, and a plant-based diet. So he healed himself naturally from cancer with this approach. And so that's what inspired me is like food, using food as medicine, you know, like, and it took me getting, getting sick to be able to like come to terms with that truth. But when you, you're sick, what you need to do is boost your immunity or to as preventative care, you boost your immunity. So the origins of me even getting into this was to boost my immunity. So For me, what that looked like, inspired again by my dad, um, juicing. Juicing was really beneficial for like cleansing and detoxifying because there's actually a lot of gunk already and toxins built up into our tissues before you even get sick. Um, We're bombarded 
with chemicals all around us and the air we breathe, fluoride in the water, pesticides sprayed on, you know, on conventional agriculture and what we buy in the stores. There are a lot of toxins already built up within us. So to boost our immunity and cleanse our systems right now is imperative. It's of the utmost importance. Um, so some things to where, where I would start, where I personally start when I'm boosting and cleansing and detoxifying to really strengthen my system is green juices. In the morning, preferably on an empty stomach. Um, if you don't have a juicer, have access to that, green smoothies are a great way to start getting your nutrients in with those greens like spinach and kale and honestly, with like a banana and a mango, you don't even taste the greens, y'all. Like mm -hmm. it is delicious. And like the level of like um, deliciousness of a smoothie bowl and customization that you can create for yourself with like, uh, I mean, you asked for recipes. So banana, a cup of berries and frozen, by the way, creates a creamier texture, a cup of berries, a cup of kale, maybe a, a thumb size. Um, piece of ginger and like a spoonful of peanut butter, dude. And it's delicious. So, <laughs> and then you, you know, put that in as the, the base of your smoothie bowl and customize it with your favorite nuts, you know, cashews, almonds, pistachios, some superfoods like cacao nibs, bee pollen for those of you who are not vegan, um, a drizzle of honey. I mean, there's just so much deliciousness you could put on a smoothie bowl. Um, or a green juice, my core start recipe to like a green juice is a cucumber, a bunch of kale, a green apple, and a lemon, maybe a piece of ginger. Um, juice that up. When you do that on an empty stomach, your body is able to absorb those nutrients a lot faster. I love to move my body after I drink a green juice, maybe just some gentle yoga um, or a walk gets that green you know, your blood pumping so that those nutrients circulate throughout your body a little bit better. Greens is where you want to start when you're wanting to boost your immunity. Um, that's definitely where I start is green juices and smoothies. Um, and foods, I always like to start with adding things to your diet versus taking things away. But I will say if you're wanting to boost uh, and cleanse and detoxify and boost your immunity, taking out for me, Taking out cheese and eggs is kind of something that I do for a short term to really just get, um, to strengthen the system and just flood your cells with nutrients with just greens mm -hmm. and fruits are a great thing to eat in the morning too. Fruits have a lot of water in them, so they're very hydrating and it's important, so important to drink enough water and fluids during this time too. Again, this is going to flush out your system. I love herbal teas. I'm always drinking tea, whether that's chamomile, mint. I personally love chai. Mm -hmm. um, herbal teas are an easy way you can be like flushing your system throughout the day, just sipping on. And there's a tea for everybody. There's thousands of different teas out there. Um, Herbal teas is like a go-to for me and staying hydrated. But with the fruits that have so much water content, when you chew your water, it stays in your system a little bit longer as opposed to just chugging a bunch of water and it going straight through you and you make a bunch of uh, bathroom visits. So eating high water content foods is a plus as well. I love cucumbers with lemon and salt. It's a great detox salad meal 
you could have, um, that's my, yeah, that's my go-to when I'm starting to like detox and cleanse. And I say detox and cleanse a lot because that's, you want to flush out these things that are already in our body and it's going to boost you even more when you start to be conscious of clean eating. Mm. Because when you're feeling, when you're physically starting to clean and clear out, it's crazy the connection it is with your mind and the cleaner your thoughts, how much cleaner your thoughts get as well. Because boosting your immunity is, again, more, it's more than just the food you eat. It's what we talked about earlier, what information you're consuming, what state you're in, um, leaning into like gratitude and love. That's going to boost your immunity. Mm-hmm. Stress and fear depress and suppress your immune system dramatically. I would say 90, 99.9% of illness and disease is linked to like stress and fears um, because it has such a huge toll on your immune system. So the more you can get out of fear and into love or just joyous activities or getting more heart-centered, the stronger you're going to make your immune system. Yeah. That. Yay. Well, I'm glad. Yes. yes. I'm definitely taking mental note. I've been, especially because, um, you know, having more time at home means I get to, like, cook my own meals and really, like, find the time to be, like, intentional and, like, I want to be healthy. And, you know, I always give myself the excuse of, like, I don't have the time. Um, I'm busy because I have work to do and, you know, and it's just like, it's beyond just like your morning routine. It's beyond like everything. This is like what you put into your body. And for me, like, yeah, I like to start really small too. And it's just like, you know, these tips really help me because I'm, I come from a place where like, especially my family, like they, they're not clean eaters, you know, they, it's really hard to like implement something like healthy eating when everyone else in your family or around you aren't really doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I remember, I think this one time I bought like that, um, fruit and vegetable like wash so Mm -hmm. that you could, Oh yeah. You just like wash it. Right. And make it a little bit cleaner so that all those bad things are not, on the fruit or like vegetables you're eating and my dad was like well we're all gonna die anyway and I'm like (gasps) you're so funny but like yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah thank you for sharing that and definitely definitely. like I love the chai tea that you make yeah it's so good and seriously it's and everything that you create and everything that you share it comes from such an approachable way because Every time I tell you, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. Like, I can never do this. You're like, but you really can, Mm -hmm. even if it's at a smaller scale. And it's just, like, making your food beautiful and, like, really practicing that gratitude towards, like, you know, what we do and, like, how we intake the things that are on our plate, you know. Every single thing that you do is so intentional. And I love it, like, seeing that I feel like – I don't even remember when we met or how we met, but (laughs) – just being a friend of yours and seeing you grow into this space and share this information because you want to empower people to feel confident when it comes to, you know, healthy consumption and to elevate our consciousness so that like we're just better people, not because like there's 
any benefit to like you personally, but it's just like, you know, you just want other people to feel like they have the control and the power within them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the most beautiful thing, to be honest. So thank you. Like You said that so well. I really appreciate you being able to clarify that because at the end of the day, I would say my mission is to do just that, elevate consciousness. And we can do that through the foods that we eat. You know, we are to go, I told you my food philosophy statement of the energy of the food you eat translates into the energy of your life. And I keep driving that home and because there's so many layers to that statement. Um, you know, we are electro electric beings. We create electromagnetic fields around us. Okay. The elements that we take into our body, oxygen, sodium, potassium, magnesium, these all have an electrical charge. You know, what does that mean? It has an electrical charge. I'm not just talking, you know, spiritual stuff like, oh, everything is energy. Like, no, scientifically, everything is energy. Like, there are atoms, you know, this table is made up of uh, this chair that we're sitting in. It's made up of atoms, which are, you know, electrons and protons. We are electrical beings. What, you know, what do people think an EKG is or an ECG? It gets hooked up to you when you're in the hospital and it measures the electrical output of your heart, Mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, your heart is each organ you have gives out an electrical frequency of uh, a vibration. Your heart is the most powerful electromagnetic field producer in your body. The same thing goes with the food that you're eating. Different things have different quality of frequency. When you think of emotions, they have a different quality of frequency, which is why I'm talking about getting out of fear and into love. Because I mean, it doesn't, takes, I mean, it's pretty common sense when you think about it, that fear is going to be a low vibration, keeping you in a lower state, more susceptible to disease, more prone to depression, anxiety, all these things. Love and joy are a totally different frequency, totally different vibration, totally different experience. So that's kind of, that's where we want to be, girl. Like that's mm-hmm. you know that that joyous state, and like and when you're there, that's when you experience like your f- flow, your flow state, your your creative insights, your connection to each other. It's just, just this higher elevated state of being, and the foods you eat play a role in that. Like I was saying, if you can eat fresher foods fruits and vegetables, beets, carrots, cucumbers, kale, all these things, they're going to benefit you in ways that, yeah, they're going to boost your immune system. Yeah, they're going to give you vitamins and keep you hydrated. On a physiological basis, they're going to keep you strong. But on an energetic level, on a spiritual level, really, in my opinion, they're going to keep you fucking strong. Excuse my language. I don't know if you allow like cussing. Oh, no, please do. (laughs) That is going to elevate your consciousness. That is going to elevate you to a level where Corona can't touch your ass because you're not in this susceptible state. You're going to strengthen yourself physically, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So, man, if we can be more conscious of elevating the quality of ingredients in our lives, that can look that could change a lot of things for us and that could look differently for a lot of people too but just becoming more conscious of elevating 
what you consume, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like what we said, food, media, whatever. That would be like my mission, I'd say, behind the, oh, yeah, I do create delicious, beautiful food. Um, and I love to nurture and nourish people and remind them to take care of themselves with good, high-quality foods and remind them to be conscious of their food choices and how they do have a ripple effect in our communities. And as consumers, how we can fuel different industries um, with by voting with our dollars. Mm-hmm. It's, man, it just goes so deep. Yeah. It goes so deep, the ripple effects. And it could just start with you making a little more conscious choices and what you put into your mouth, you know? Like, right. Yeah. yeah. And that's the beautiful part. It's Is that like you... I think we all have this vision of like, we want to change the world and we want to do like big scale things, but like you have to start small to get there, mm-hmm. right? Like no matter mm-hmm. what your goal is, no matter what like you want to do in life, like you have to start small. Like just like how this podcast literally started of like, I just want to talk to someone over coffee mm-hmm. and like just share that on Instagram. And then like, you know, to have this podcast and to be able to share these conversations at a larger scale now, it's, it feels good, but I never would have been able to do that if I just kind of like jumped the gun and Mm -hmm. been like, here I am people, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like what we were talking about before, like building that community, building that, um, those relationships first that really like are intentional and that you have more connection to, Mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, it's, it's also those people who are going to help you reach a larger scale mm-hmm. and not to say that it's a selfish thing, but it's like when like, that's why when like networking events and stuff like that's kind of like icky, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just like everyone's intention there is like, what can you do for me mm-hmm. instead of what can I do for you? Yeah. And I think just approaching it in a way of like, oh, hey, like what you do is really cool. Like how can I support you? Mm -hmm. And seeing how we could support one another and like just kind of have that synergy build Mm -hmm. so that like we in turn can just like, you know, apply it to other people that we know in our lives and like whatever we learn from one another. Like this is so great that like everything that we've talked about, just like when you saying that like little piece of information that like strawberries have more vitamin C than oranges. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, what? Yeah, like, girl. I'm going to tell everybody now. Strawberries, <laughs> kiwis, guavas, dude. Like, and a cup of uh, guavas versus oranges is like 400% vitamin C versus like, you know, a cup of oranges or orange juice. So up in your, upping your vitamin C intake is super important right now. And oranges get a lot of hype for vitamin C, but there are other things, you know, like I said, guava, kiwi, strawberries, bell peppers, they're all mm-hmm. higher in vitamin C. That's something to be... I mean, you don't want to, you don't have to get caught up too in all the vitamins and nutrients. Just try to eat the rainbow, you know. Yeah. Like you don't got to complicate it. Like when you go into the market or you get your food delivered, whatever it is. Like what are you drawn to? You know, does an apple sound really good? Like maybe your body needs whatever is in that apple because that's just something that you're craving. Like it's just just you don't gotta necessarily focus on the vitamins and whatnot. Just eat more plant-based foods that are fresh and as local as possible. Yeah. If you can grow it, like I said, even better. That I mean, it can start with a simple cilantro or mint plant on your windowsill, you know? It's so rewarding to be able to nurture a seed and watch it grow and then to intake that. And and we're talking about, like, electrical energy and stuff and how it influences – once you can – influences – your being once you consume it like imagine nurturing something seeing a seed turn into a full-on 
Um, I like tomato using tomatoes as an example because I love tomatoes. Um, but to grow it from a seed and then to be able to pick a ripened, juicy red tomato off a plant in a pot on your porch or in your backyard in the soil and to be able to eat that tomato, it's so satisfying. Not just that you like because you grew it. Uh, you know, for me, beginning to just like try to practice growing and be more conscious of um, being self-sufficient and self-reliant, being able to grow a little bit of food. Like the satisfaction that came from eating that tomato after crossing my fingers and hoping that this is going to work and the taste and the level of vital life force that it gets from the sun and my attention and intention to actually cultivating it and growing it. I mean, it's like so rewarding to be able to yeah. eat, you know, something you've actually tended to. Um, I know that's not necessarily um, – people kind of feel intimidated by that I'd say mm -hmm. I was one of them as well but it doesn't have to be this big grand garden you know it's like it starts with a single like I said pot of cilantro or herb you can start and it's just I think tending to something and watching something grow is also just a really big good lesson for like life it, like working in the garden for me tending to being conscious of you know quality soil and growing something has taught me a lot about like tending to my own body and tending to myself and taking care of myself um, and then connecting with nature. And there's just so many lessons that come through nature and like come through like nurturing something. So I think it's important to be self-reliant, especially during these times where we see these kind of systems sort of not collapsing, but we're so dependent on the system. We're so dependent on like the supply chain. Um, people are out panic buying. Like it's like, where are you going to get food from if you can't get it from the grocery store? You know, mm -hmm. not to say that it's going to get to that place at all, but to be self-reliant is so empowering. If we could do that more for ourselves, whether that's growing something in your backyard or whether that's being able to cook some simple meals for yourself and not depend on having to eat out all the time. Mm -hmm. Like being self-reliant is just a game changer. If we could incorporate more of that into our lives, I think we'd become, um, I don't know, we'd elevate ourselves to like a whole nother, you know, plane. Yeah. So what's, again, hopeful in this situation is that there's potential to like wake us up to our own power in this and how we can handle this situation. Um, so it's weird times, but it's full of possibility and potential. So I don't know. I, I go in and out of like, you know, the feeling really optimistic and then feeling like, fuck, like this is rough, you yeah. know, but yeah, I remain hopeful. Anything that's like the biggest part is just like, you know, you have this perspective on life already. And again, we're all on like different wavelengths of like how we're, we're dealing with this and, you know, like anything like day by day, things are changing rapidly. But again, like you are in control of your mindset of how, like what your attitude is and how much effort you put out there. And, um, I love that you really touch on mindset and just like mindfulness, especially. And, you know, I think just like during this time, it's so important for us to really be pay attention to our mental health because this could be triggering for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like 
it doesn't matter like who we are or what we go through or what our past looks like, but we're all dealing with this. Mm -hmm. And I think just like, like mentally for me, when, you know, um, the social distancing thing started to be in place and then like, you know, we were planning to do this opening party at Futures Past Mm -hmm. and like invite all of our friends and um, family to come and celebrate with us. But it was literally like a few days before um, that all of these orders were in place and we're like, holy crap. Like, we can't even have events, like, more than 10 people or something, mm-hmm. or maybe it was 50 at the time. And then, like, they they kept, like, day by day, everything kept changing, and it was just a very scary thought, especially just, like, thinking, like, we just moved into this space. We just, like, you know, invested a lot into our business, and we don't know what our future looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, mentally, for me, I couldn't articulate a lot of my feelings for the last two, three weeks Mm -hmm. because like being at home away from work, having all of our, um, projects postponed indefinitely and like not really knowing like what's happening. Right. And still having to pay rent because there isn't a rent freeze yet. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much that like affected me. And like, I, I did sulk into just like going bad, going back to my like not so great habits of like, you know, not nourishing myself and kind of like being very just anxious Mm -hmm. because everything was just up in the air. And it wasn't until like probably this past week or so that I finally felt um, a sense of hope and peace of like, you know what, things will get worse before they get better. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can, um, you know, really honor myself right now is to show up for myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I felt guilty because I was like, I'm not on social media. I'm not showing up for my community, but it's just like, how can I show up if I'm not showing up for for myself first and like putting myself first and putting my mental health and my physical health first, you know, like I've, there were days where I wouldn't even wake up until like, you know, 11 when typically like on a regular day, I'd wake up at like six and then like I'd do so much throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, dude, all the days kind of blend together. Everyone's like, oh yeah, it's still like March 32nd. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> And, um, but you know, just finding what works for you and implementing those like smaller things to work at a bigger scale down the line. Like right now I'm following like journal prompts Mm. so that I can articulate my feelings or at least Mm. feel like it's guiding me to how I can express my feelings so I can look back at it because like, you know, like just faces a blank page is already intimidating enough, right? Just like when you're trying to think about your future, when you have so much on your mind right now, um, there's so much going on in the world that it's like, where do you even start? Where do you even begin? And that's why, like, even, like, when connecting with people, I I found it really difficult for me at first, like, transitioning into this, like, virtual, um, like, Zoom calls and hangouts and stuff like that. It was difficult because just, like, people would ask, like, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know. Hanging in there. Yeah, exactly. But that's a great tool, journaling. Like, we have tools that are helpful and valuable that we can tap into. Um, I think for me, an anchor has been meditation. That's been really helpful. You know, calming your parasympathetic nervous system is going to bring a lot, um, 
lot more calm to combat the anxiousness and anxiety. Deep breathing. Um, remembering that this is temporary. You know, there are a lot of things we can do to like calm the anxiety and the fear. And it's not to um, up, like oppress it or suppress it. We got to face these fears and like feel it and let it flow through us and out of us. Um, but there are tools out there. I know it's like where to start processing everything that's going on. But um, like I said, we have a lot of information at our fingertips and that we could we take a little bit of initiative to like do a Google search. There are a lot of things we could use or just through your experience. You know, personally, I've, you know, I've equipped myself with tools in my toolbox that I may not always like tap into all the time. But right now it's definitely pushing me to look back and be like, what has helped me in the past when I've been stressed? What's helped me in the past when I've been sick or when I've been faced with similar things that maybe a smaller scale. And then now I'm going into my toolbox and I'm thinking, okay, these things I've been putting off, which I don't know why we do this as, a, as humans, we put off, you know, the things that we need to do that, that's going to keep us healthy and well and sane. Um, but for me in the mornings, I used to call it, you know, if on a productive day when I'm like conquering the world, you're saying like you're waking up at six in the morning, you get all these things done. Like for me, that would be like a power up in the morning where I'm like meditating and then I move my body and then I have my herbal tea or a green juice. But it's like, um, one thing that this Corona stuff has pulled up is like, it's so day by day and you're going to feel differently every day and just like do your best where you are and try to keep busting out your tools as often as possible. And if for me, one of my tools in the beginning of all this for me personally was just like sleeping and resting mm. and giving myself time to just um, be in bed for like nine, 10 hours, you know, a couple days in a row, just I slept a lot. And sleeping and resting is one of the best things you could do to heal and rejuvenate yourself and boost immunity um, because your body has energy to start clearing out the shit and the, the toxins and the tissues, the, you know, whatever, fighting off whatever when you're not exerting energy on eating and digesting or moving. Your body uses its energies to help clean you out and heal. So rest is a tool. You know, there are a lot of things we could tap into. Um, and I love hearing that you're starting to like bust out your journal. I think that's something that I haven't tapped into that I would like to start doing a little bit more because writing it out, talking it out is nice mm. too. Having someone to talk to. Um, yeah. There are a lot of tools out there that we can use to like get through all this and remembering that this is temporary and that we can even through the shit we can strengthen through, through it. Mm -hmm evolve from it yeah yeah ah. <laughs> yeah yeah I I know that it's like I know I hate for like this to be such a like heavy topic but I I, I know it needs to be addressed and just like how a lot of people are dealing with this right now because of this time of uncertainty but um I'd love to hear more about you and you know, your big goals for elevation eating. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, launching your big grazing tables won't be happening anytime soon just due to this because 
you cater mm-hmm. for large events, mm-hmm. but you know, like, how can we support you? How can we, you oh, know, that's beautiful. How can we support each other? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really lucky because I don't have a lot of overhead in my business. So, you know, I'm taking this time and you were mentioning this earlier before we went on air of taking this time to like process stuff and be, become more self-aware and intentional about when things start to, you know, get quote unquote normal again, we can really approach our lives in a way more centered, grounded, intentional way. Um, and you know, as entrepreneurs, we can weave these values and these intentions into our businesses. Um, so for me right now, I'm doing a lot of that inner work, um, to create foundations for myself personally and for my business. And as far as support, um, I I won't be doing a lot of events right now, obviously, but it's just about, you know, let's share information and let's inspire each other with, uh, uplifting things amongst the chaos and the surrealness of it all. Let's, you know, connect. Let's, uh, keep, you know, stay safe, but connect with social media. Let's connect there. Let's, um, highlight each other. Let's refer each other's businesses for when things start to pick up again and we can gather and create more communal, communal in-person experiences. So as far as support, like, let's just connect, you know, let's connect online. You know, I'm definitely active on Instagram. My handle's at Elevation Eating. Um, As far as the vision for my business, yeah, this was the year that I was like, I'm going, you know, I'm building it and I'm going to market it and I'm going to create my brand story and my branding and all the things. And, you know, shit happens. Everyone's adapting right now. We all Mm -hmm. have to be adaptable to what's going on. Um, And I still have hopes, of course, for me to continue doing this work through Elevation Eating and inspiring people and educating people about the power of their food choices. But um, I'm going to continue doing stuff behind the scenes, building out the website, like getting things ready. And that's just um, how I'm going to adapt. And right now, let's just continue staying connected. That's what I would say as far as like support. Yeah. You know, let's be there for each other and the supportive virtual hug. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm giving a lot of those for yeah. sure. And you know, what I love is that you do post a lot on your stories about like, like goji berries and just like ah, little, yeah. little like little immune boosters. Yeah. Little yeah. things trying and to focus on educational, that. um, like just tidbits. I like screenshot them and save them. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to like look for these next time I'm like at a market. Or <laughs> yeah. But, super foods. That's definitely yeah. goji berries are a good one. I, I started elevation eating more with like an education approach with I can feed people. I love feeding people. I love nurturing people as a chef. Like I think that's what you do. You nurture people with your food. But um, what's even more important to me is empowering people to do that for themselves. So mm-hmm. I have been finding talking about like adapting, um, trying to find more ways to weave in tips of eating healthier and cooking healthier and 
Um, I really think wellness starts in two places. I believe wellness starts in the kitchen and wellness also starts in your mind. So I try to weave in education about little simple things you could do to feed yourself and make for yourself in the kitchen. And then being more mindful about like the inner dialogue too. I don't know, mindful for me, if I were to like core values of elevation eating would be nourishment. So I'm going to talk more about that on social media, how we can easily nourish ourselves. Simple things. It doesn't have to be this huge, grand presentation. And also being mindful. Being mindful of, I mean, mindfulness across the board, whatever we're doing. Being more, cultivating more self-awareness and mindfulness of our choices. Like, it's so powerful. So however I can provide that via, like, once I have my website going, you know, with my website, um, wanting to create like a brand video <laughs> eventually. Uh, that's how I want to show up right now in the world, in the internet world. So if you want to connect with that, if you want to connect with trying to cultivate more inner peace by being mindful, if you want to start easing into more a more plant-based whole foods approach to eating, then definitely um, let's connect on online yeah. yes and then someday in person yeah. i know i know yeah oh. um well we we're so close to wrapping up i can't believe we're like nearing an hour of talking already Whoa. i feel like it went Whoa. by so quickly because yeah. i was just like taking in all this information all these nuggets from you and i just feel like you know you have so much to share still and i do truly hope that people like connect and resonate with you and you know want to find that nourishment through just like what you share. Cause I think yeah. it's so cool and so empowering and um, yeah. But before we wrap up, I have a few questions for oh, you. Okay. Fire <laughs> questions. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Spit fire, but yeah. um, I think they're a little, a little fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you know, I just talking about mindfulness, talking about, how important it is for us to like, you found your passion, you know, you found this gateway that to not only nourish yourself first, and then you, you wanted to bring it out into the world through education, through elevation eating, you know, there's so many people out there who now have this time to cultivate what that passion looks like for them, who may have lost their jobs, unfortunately, due to like the coronavirus and, you know, given all of this free time and um, this time for inner work, what is a piece of advice you would give to people who are really looking to like dive inward and kind of like cultivate what that looks like for themselves? Because sometimes again, like people don't really know where to start. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, one thing that's helped me even in the last couple of days having to come back to this is like, you're not in this alone. And I don't mean like, you have family members and loved ones as a support system. I mean, I mean, even on like a different level of support, like if you ask, if you're feeling lost right now or overwhelmed and you're not really knowing how to even start processing all this and start getting clear on your passions, it's like sit down and take three deep breaths and then ask for guidance, you know, ask for support, whatever you um, resonate with, whether it's like the universe or God or angels or guides, whatever it is, 
we, I, I like to look at it like we have a spirit entourage around us all the time, but they're not going to get in it to help you as hands-on as they can, unless you ask for them to come in because we have free will. So, but if you open yourself up to guidance and support, like you're going to get it in a way that you never even really thought was possible. So sit down, take a few breaths and to ask for some guidance. Um, I like to meditate if I think if I could recommend anything, meditation and that people think like, Oh, I can't do that. I can't stop thinking, but that's not what meditation is. You know, it's a slowing down your deep breaths. You're going to calm your central nervous system. It's your brain waves in a certain state where you can get information and it's not just your thoughts. It's like being observant that there are going to be thoughts and you're going to get distracted. And then you anchor yourself back into the in-breath and the out-breath. And the more you can do that, even if it's two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, I've started doing it 30 minutes, which is like, not, I mean, I, you know, I'll get, you know, I open my eyes every couple you know, times, but like, it's, it's just a practice. Mm -hmm. It's not an absence of thoughts. It's an awareness of thoughts. It's like watching your thoughts like clouds in the sky and becoming aware of what your inner dialogue sounds like. I think that's really powerful. If we could become more self-aware during these times and we come out the other side, cultivating that like inner strength and that inner intuition um, and knowing that we're supported in ways that we can't even really fathom, that's powerful. And city, it sounds maybe woo-woo to some people, but even just sitting in stillness, like stuff comes up. And then it's easier, I don't want to say easier, but stuff comes out, cry it out, sit with it. Like it's powerful to just sit and be mm -hmm. and try to not, you're going to get distracted, but bring yourself back to your why. Like, why are you sitting there? You're sitting there to create some inner fucking peace. You know, you're, yeah. you're sitting there to, to, that's your tending to your mental health. That's you tending to like, um, the, the storm that's happening around us, you know, cultivating that inner calm so that we can show up in the world um, as our highest, best selves. I think that is where I would recommend people start, you know, like food is really important, but damn, the mind is like powerful. So if we can get in that solid state and just take those deep breaths, like we'll be guided, especially if we open ourselves up to that on like what the next couple things that you need to do is. And that could be like what I did for like five days straight and just sleep in for like 10 hours. And just like at the end of that, I was like, you know what? I'm feeling like I can do a couple more things. Like I can, <laughs> you know, I can make that green juice now. Like I'm feeling up for it. So yeah. everyone's going to process this differently. So just kind of like uh, cultivate that inner intuition. That's what's going to like really help us through this. It's like getting – more connected with ourselves and yeah. more self cultivating more self-awareness. I love that. Yeah. And especially because you emphasize being still, I think especially because there's so much noise now more than ever, mm -hmm. you know, not just with social media, but with like the media blasting all of this negative press and just everything going on in the world, you know, it's a constant update and like to be still with your own personal thoughts and to, again, be aware is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I love that. That's something I'm reading 
um, Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. Mm. And so far, so good. He talks about how a lot of um, leaders have, you know, instilled stillness in their own practice. Like Abraham Lincoln would always go to like, I forgot where, but like his own like private place to Mm. think about things while Mm -hmm. he was president. Um, How a bunch of other people, I'm like not even there in the book, but these are all things that Adrian told me (laughs) from it. And um, they're all like little nuggets of how we have to find that sanctuary for ourselves. We have to look Mm. inward to really, again, like pour outwards. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So our last question, it's my favorite question because I do feel like we, we have this way to connect with people, you know, like conversation for me is like my favorite thing. So to be able to have this with you means so much. And I know that it's just like one of the most amazing tools of how we can nourish our relationships and build those connections with people. So I'd love to know if you can have a chai and convo with (laughs) somebody, who would it be? Oh, so anybody. Uh, like alive, dead, like anyone, like, anyone any you can think of. Yeah. Oh, wow. Dang. You know, that is a hard question. There's so many thought leaders right now that I am inspired by and aspire to be, to embody like more of their characteristics. Um, you know, right now I've been listening to a lot of Zach Bush and he is a, doctor and MD and a pioneer for um, the regenerative movement and sustainability, uh, basically connecting the importance of our, our soil quality and its translation into the quality of like the foods that we're eating and how um, that plays a huge role in our gut and our microbiome. And, you know, 70% of our immune system is our gut. So being conscious of maintaining that and, um, I would like to sit with him to talk and kind of absorb more knowledge of, again, it's this connection back to nature. It's this connection back to our soils and tending to our planet in order to tend to ourselves. And there's just so much um, disconnect from that for people. And he's definitely in his, his, what's the right word, Uh, just an inspiring person right now. So I would definitely, if you're listening to this and you resonate with connecting back to our planet and like what you can do for your own, it's like a personal sustainability and a planetary sustainable, sustainable approach. So I would definitely check him out. He's great podcasts with Rich Roll, a couple different ones. Um, just released a recent one called pandemic the possibility of pandemic right now in regards to corona and stuff and that was a real um uplifting piece of content for me personally so right now i'm in that realm i think i would have a chai with with him and like yeah learn a little bit more on how um everything's connected yeah Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Perla. Thank you. I I'm appreciate honored. You. I appreciate you. <laughs> this has been great. And even being able to like come together because we are recording this in person, still honoring social distancing and whatnot. But wow, like what a refreshing thing to be able to like see another human face right. and like talk. I mean, virtually and in person, it's just a whole different feel. Um, 
So to be able to like talk about these important things and just like share some like goodies and chai and drinks and yeah, show up during this time and like see a friendly face and talk about the, the, the feels, the vulnerabilities, the fears that we're all kind of going through and being able to relate to each other. It's like really been helpful for me. So thanks for having me. Thank you. I can say the same exact thing. Just, you know, it's, it was funny. I think like literally in a podcast that I recorded back in February that came out for March and it was just like, I would never record things virtually and blah, 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 (laughs) you know? And now like I do have to shift like after this conversation, like I do want to honor other people's boundaries and also just like help and do my part in flattening the curve and, you know, just, like, knowing that, like, you know, we do our part and, like, we're honoring social distancing and still practicing all the things that we need to so that this can go away, hopefully, sooner than we think. Mm-hmm. But um, it means a lot to, like, connect with you in person. And, like, that's a big one for me, like, to not be in a space with, like, people. Like, I, I can't even see my team, you know, mm-hmm. like – even like I'm the only one in the space typically now or like someone else will show up and then like they'll do their own thing. But now, you know, like not having that team um, presence, like in doing it virtually, there is definitely a different feeling mm-hmm. connecting with someone virtually versus connecting with someone like in person. So I'm hoping that like we could do more like in-person connections very, very soon. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for being here. Um, and to follow up, just how can people connect with you? I know you mentioned it a little earlier, Mm -hmm. but how can people find you and connect with you and keep in touch with you? Yeah, would love to connect. Um, right now I'd say I'm most often showing up on Instagram. So my handles at elevation eating, um, building out a website that I'd like to interact with more people with like via newsletter and whatnot. So that's like up and coming elevationeating.com should be up soon but for the most part yeah I would love to just connect on Instagram and just yeah let's continue being there for each other and like becoming more as heart-centered as possible during these times so that we can lean into these like higher elevated states in order to come out the other side of this more in tune stronger um and more capable of creating a just paving a way to a more sustainable way of living and a more intentional and mindful way of living after going through this like really unprecedented, unique, challenging times. Yeah. So let's connect. We're in there. We're in this together. Y'all. Thank you again. Yeah. Love you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And thank you all for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in to the Coughing Convos podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please rate us and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're streaming on. Our team would greatly appreciate it. The Coughing Convos podcast is produced by Futures Past, and our original theme song is produced by Sounds by DJ.